0: Hey friends, I'm super sorry about that. I had a technical difficulty and my mic just uh, stopped working, so I apologize. Um, Thanks for coming back to the second part of this episode about sleep. We were in the middle of talking about sleep recommendations And I had just finished covering the third recommendation, which is having some nice comfort or transition objects uh, like pacifiers, loveys, stuffed animals, that kind of thing. Um, We had some really, really important loveys in my kids' lives, and um, I've actually saved some of the pieces of those. So um, they are great things to have, especially when they are are separated from you. So I really encourage you to help your baby um, find some objects to attach to. Uh, I hear parents say all the time that, you know, my baby, there's not anything that my baby really likes or becomes attached to. And you can actually influence that by you pick something that you think that they would like. Um, to attach to and become emotionally connected to. Uh, And then take it everywhere with you. Put it in the car with them, in their car seat. Um, When you're feeding your baby or your child, have that little stuffed animal or lovey with you. Um, it's, It's good to have your scent on that object. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's ways that you can influence that. Um, next recommendation, and this is, I think that this may be one of the most important sleep recommendations, um, particularly when your children are young, um, babies and toddlers, uh, you want to put your babies and toddlers to bed sleepy or drowsy, but still awake. And usually when infants are, when we have newborns, we typically just feed them and they fall asleep on the breast or the bottle, and then we just put them in bed. And that, that works okay. uh, Typically until they, until they get to be about four months old, and then, then they may start waking when you put them in bed. And um, and then, then you're kind of doing a little song and dance now to get them back to sleep because they've already been fed and, and all of those things. So um, if your baby uh, is falling asleep um, on the breast or the bottle currently, you'll want to start moving that feeding to earlier in the bedtime routine so that they're still awake. So maybe you want to feed them first and then perhaps do the diaper um, or even do a bath. Um, but but really, again, this is all from the research that um, babies who are put to bed drowsy but awake learn how to finish the job for themselves and that as it turns out is a really really important sleep self-help skill and you can help coach them through that one of the reasons that this is so important is that all children and adults naturally come up on light sleep cycles about every 90 minutes um, be sure, again, to put your infants on their backs, by the way. So, um, and also, by the way, for parents of infants, I'm going to do a separate um, podcast episode for you to address the unique needs and challenges of infant sleep. Um, so keep on listening, though, because all of these recommendations are going to be helpful. Um, but again, um, for those of you with babies and toddlers, um who may be falling asleep on the bottle or the breast, this is something that um, you, this is a, this is a good time um, to change that sleep association. Otherwise they're going to continue to need the bottle or the breast every time they wake up at that light sleep association or that light sleep cycle. And, and that's not necessarily a a pattern or a cycle that you want them to get into. Number five, one of the big um, recommendations is try to avoid um, uh, overtiredness in your child. Get your child into bed um, before they're overly tired. Um, When babies and toddlers and actually all kids, but, but babies and toddlers, it's really most pronounced. When they are get overtired, their brains start producing a lot of adrenaline and um, is really counterproductive to sleep and kind of wires them. And sometimes you'll see kids who are overtired just kind of bouncing off the walls, and that's why their brain is producing all this adrenaline, um, which is really undermining the ability to go to sleep. So you want to be looking for that optimal sleep window. So watch for subtle tiredness cues, such as a stare or glazed eyes um, and a reduction in movement. If you're waiting for yawning and rubbing eyes there's a chance that they're already overtired at that point. So you want to catch those tiredness cues and get baby uh, or child, young child, ready for bed um, before that happens. Another important recommendation for good sleep is having consistent bedtimes and wake times. So within an hour, uh, you know, so if if you want to be you know, walking out of your child's bedroom by, I don't know, seven o'clock, that that bedtime routine needs to be starting at about 20 to seven. And then wake up time, similar, you need to have basically the same, the same wake up time every day, again, within an hour, sometimes you have to shift it. Um, But shifting bedtimes and wake times too much undercuts your efforts at getting your kids' bodies and brains in sync um, for a consistent sleep-wake cycle. Um, There are some cool, like, Todd clocks that I think are super fun, and I've heard of a lot of families having really good um, results with that. So um, I might see if I can find a couple and post those on the Facebook page. Uh, And then one last um, piece of sleep uh, advice is keep your toddlers in their cribs for as long as you can um from a a safety standpoint Um, you know kids just sleep better in their cribs when there's not the the excitement or the drive to be able to get out of their beds um they just they'll just sleep better. Obviously you know when your child is starting to climb out or perhaps they don't have enough room in their crib anymore um, that might be the time to uh, move a child to a big bed and uh, I can do a different podcast on that um, but just remember that 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 crib is, your best friend um, and your child's and even if you do have a new baby coming i strongly recommend you find um, a way to keep your older child in a crib um, for as long as you can so maybe that's borrowing something um, doing something different with your infant for the next you know for the first three to six months um, but keeping your, keeping your toddler in the crib is a really, really good sleep strategy. Little toddlers that can get out of their beds, um, it, it can become a safety issue, and it also becomes a sleep issue. Number seven, um, maximize the environment for sleep. So turn off household electronics like TVs and devices uh, one hour before the bedtime routine. Um, in, included in that you can lower the lights use some room darkening shades um, and, and don't allow your kids to have any devices in your room at night and I would say that would include any kind of like reading tablets as well it's the same type of light that uh, stimulates the, the hormones for being awake rather than um melatonin and melatonin is the the hormone that is necessary to go to sleep so um, no devices um in your child's room um even even those reading devices use a have them use real books in the evening use night lights at night during um, visits to your child's room. And you can consider a white noise machine if you're concerned about other noises in the house. In the morning, be sure to open your blinds and turn bright lights on. Um, There's a lot of power in that natural light, and it helps your child's brain get acclimated to daytime and nighttime cycles. So again, use nighttime and daytime light Um, to help kind of scaffold your child's um, sleep-wake cycles. Um, Number nine, delay nighttime interactions and make them very brief if you must go in. And I'll talk more about this in the um, infant sleep podcast, but uh, we really want to make sure that our kids are getting the message that nighttime is a time to sleep it's not a social time Um, it's not a time to play Um, and if you need something mom or dad is here but um, but it's you know we're not going to make a a big event out of it so uh, in order to do that keep the lights low avoid talking if you do have to talk whisper Um, this will sound a little bit (laughs) harsh, maybe, but avoid, um, making eye contact. Uh, and again, the reason to do that is for babies, especially, um, when you make eye contact with them, it's an indicator, um, for them that you want to engage. And really at that time of night, I mean, it's your call, but if you want to send the message that this, I really don't want to engage. We just need to keep this uh, a business only visit. Um, Then avoiding some eye contact is helpful. Um, Get out of their room quickly. Try to keep your visits to under two minutes. Um, A quick kiss, a calming bedtime phrase. Um, Give them their lovey or their pacifier or whatever and you're out. If if there's a lot of crying and um, protest that you're getting um, every time you try to leave the room or you're getting a lot of night waking, I'm just gonna say, send me a message and let's talk about it um, because, um, because it, it might just go away, Or perhaps it's become a habit, and you might want to phase that habit out. Um, Number 10, just some general recommendations. Um, It might be helpful, you know, if there's a big gap between dinner time and bedtime, um, make sure that kids um, have a little something in their tummies, whether that's Um, The bottle or breast milk or some kind of an evening snack. Um, Really um, watch out for those um, afternoon naps. Um, There shouldn't be really any, uh, particularly for older kids or older toddlers. So I would say one to two year olds. You don't really want them sleeping um, after 3 p.m. Anything after 3 p.m. Uh, the research shows is going to possibly um, interfere with nighttime sleep also in general make sure your kids are getting uh, plenty of fresh air and um, physical activity so those are the 10 big sleep recommendations that pretty much all the experts can agree on um, from all the different books Um, and the bottom line is that you can't make your child sleep but you can develop the sleep associations and create the conditions that help them to do it for themselves. In early childhood, there is a, there is lots of night waking, and sometimes that's related to illness, teething, separation anxiety, um, just a variety of different things. And it's all really normal. Of course, if your child is sick and needs you, you need to go to her. But what is super common is that even when... A baby or a toddler um, is very healthy and comes up on that light sleep cycle every 90 minutes or so, um, like all people do. But if your baby or toddler requires your presence to go back to sleep, um, you have become her sleep association and she needs you to fall asleep every time. Um, That becomes an exhausting roller coaster for both of you. And speaking from experience, I became resentful of my child and, and mad at myself for letting things get to this point. If you're at this point where you know you need to make some changes in the sleep department for yourself and your child, the first step is to be kind to yourself and then make a plan. I'm happy to help you to do that, so just please just message me. Um, Also, please remember that your child has developed these patterns and associations over time, and it's highly unlikely that she will go along willingly with your new plan. (laughs) But you really do know what's best for her and your entire family. Expect tears, crying, wailing, in some cases, depending on the age. These are tears of protest, um, not tears of sadness or of need. Um, And typically, it only takes a few days of discomfort to establish a new pattern and associations to get everyone into a better sleep routine. If you have a toddler who needs you to fall asleep every night i have a great fade out technique that really works no tears and it takes about a week or so to get you out of your child's room i'm glad to talk it through with you just message me ha huh. so that's about it sleep is essential for optimal human functioning if your family is getting enough sleep awesome If not, you aren't alone, and there are so many ways to make it better. Just contact me. I'm I'm here, and um, I love to um, support parents um, working on getting some some good sleep um, habits in their family. So I wish you restful, restorative sleep, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.